Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is Penn Sunday School and to our Miracle Web Clinic fixed me. Really? After 50 years. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly, and we are broadcasting from Show Creator Studios South here in Las Vegas. And boy, oh boy, what a day. <laughs> Penn has not only recovered, but improved. We're going to get into that. Penn went to some places. Doctors actually did what they promised. A first in the Gillette household. Here he is preaching the love, Pendulum. Preaching love, and I got a lot of love to preach. I got to tell you, I don't know if you can tell, but there is a uh, a different vitality in my voice, uh, a power, a health, a depth. Can you hear it? I wanted to be sarcastic, but I honestly, before we got on there and you were talking to me over here, I did notice it. Yeah. Like the way you spoke to me, I was like, whoa, he sounds like old Penn a little bit today. Mm. Or young Penn. Young Penn. Yeah. Former past. past it's very hard Penn. to say. People a long time ago, those are not olden days. Those are young in days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You sound, like, you sound like young in days, Pam. Yeah. And I was like, that was weird. Gilbert used to have a joke where he goes, uh, during Nostradamus' time, people walk on the streets going, oh, it's a long time ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was nutty, you know, because I, I, I went into the whole thing. Everybody's heard enough about my ears for the rest of their lives. That's true. That's I, I, I can tell you, though, wholeheartedly. I've been wearing my headphones less. <laughs> Get a blow dryer. I've been like passing. I used to, used to wear in the supermarket. I'm like, maybe I won't wear in the supermarket. Today. No, you're okay as long as you're not digging out the wax. Yeah. The wax is your friend. Got it. And as long as you don't get them wet and then put them over. You're not trying to create a little eco-dome where they can live. <laughs> as long as it's not moist in there, you're okay. Yeah. All right. As long as there's some poison. Because wax is poison to critters. Got so, it. So, um. I'll tell you, you know, when, when they, uh, I would have, I mean, you wouldn't think I'd ever say this. I would have preferred spiders in my ear yeah, by a yeah. lot, by a lot. There was a supermodel, I guess, who had a spider living in her ear and like talked about it on TikTok. Oh. Now, I don't know. If you're sitting down to jack to a supermodel. Yeah. She has a spider in her ear, harder or softer? What do you, <laughs> what, how does that work? <laughs> you have to, you have to click over to the, uh. Uh, you know, the MMW yeah. threesome, or can you stay with the supermodel with the spider? And, everything? and also like the idea of like the spider's eyes, like, is it like a major voyeur thing? You know, like a lot of eyes are watching. But that's yeah. what someone told me. I didn't look it up because it's a spider in someone's ear. <laughs> Do they believe that it coexists, that, 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 that it's a home? They, they, they got it out. They got it out. Okay. They got it out because. It wiggled and jiggled and died her. So they put a fly in. <laughs> they put the fly to ca catch the spider I, that wiggled and jiggled and tickled inside. At the time of her TikTok, there's just a horse in her ear. <laughs> just the, saw the hooves. It's actually backwards, isn't it? Um, the fly goes first. No, there was yeah. an old lady who swallowed a fly. Yeah, fly. fly goes I don't first. know why she swallowed a fly. Yeah. Perhaps she'll die. Perhaps she'll die. Well, almost certainly she died. What is that from? Oh, yeah. It's so old, that regardless. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Glenn got the idea, along with my wife, of me going to the Mayo Clinic. Okay. It's actually not the Mayo Clinic. The Mayo Clinic is in Rochester, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. This is the spinoff in Arizona. Okay. It's the Miracle Whip Clinic. <laughs> but tell her, I want you to weigh in on this because this is important. Okay. Are you a Miracle Whip guy or mayonnaise guy? Uh, well, you know, we're, we're veganaise. Right, right, yeah, yeah, but I mean, before, before. Previously, I was a mayo person, not a Miracle Whip person. Yeah. I'll tell you, I like the veganese. Yeah. Because, veganese, I guess, because uh, it has the Miracle Whip vibe, has that tangy. You know, we, we were, we, yes. I was brought up where uh, mayonnaise was too expensive. Right. You get Miracle Whip. Yeah. Why not? 
So the taste that I, when I taste like real mayonnaise, when I used to, before I was yeah. vegan, I'd be kind of like, what's this? Yeah. But some people, talk about being snobbish. Yeah. You bring up, you bring up Miracle Whip. It's like saying, you know, during that like 1968 time, I couldn't get enough of the Archies. Ah, oh, <laughs> I just, I mean, my friends are listening to Hendrix and stuff. I just had to have the Archies. I grew up in a big household and none of us liked mayonnaise or Miracle Whip. We were like a dry sandwich household. Uh, I like, uh, I like spreads on my sandwiches. Yeah. Although I'll tell you, you know, I went to the Carnegie Deli, uh, arguably, I mean, very arguably because everybody has what the quintessential deli was in New York, right? Right. Uh, you know, whether it's juniors or whatever it is. Uh, but I went to the Carnegie Deli and, uh, the owner, his name was Sonny. I was sitting there with Gilbert Gottfried and he came over and said, you know, Pan, we like having you in here, but you know, you're from Massachusetts, you're Goyam. And I just got an order that went into the kitchen for a corned beef sandwich on white toast with mayonnaise. He said, I'm not allowing that in my store. <laughs> and I pointed to Gilbert and said, that's his order. I'm corned beef on rye with, with mustard. And Gilbert went, I'm a Jew. I'll eat what I want. <laughs> so I went to the, uh, the, the Miracle Whip Clinic. Now, uh, I was talking to LOD the other day, and LOD was saying, um, Lawrence O'Donnell Jr. Yeah. He was saying, you know, when the president gets health care, and like he's got a cold and he goes to the doctor and gets health care, we kind of go, all we want in the world is the health care the president gets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be for everybody. Yeah. But we haven't found a way to do that. No. So the the Miracle Whip Clinic, if you're on television, and I don't know what the cutoff point is, like you have to have done like <laughs> 150 hours. Like if we if full thing renewed, would you would you be able to go or would they have turned you away? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and if you've got money. Right. And the money is also supplemented by perfect insurance, but money on top of that. Yeah. You can get the a Miracle Whip experience. Okay. And I got to tell you, it's a, it, Teller went through to get his health problems. They finally said, and it's funny, if you say to a doctor, especially in Vegas, I think I'm going to go to the uh, Mayo Clinic. The doctor doesn't say, I think we got it handled here. He goes, good. <laughs> like, Whoa, then, I, then I'm off the hook. Um, so I went there to deal with my ear, my throat, my nose, my allergies. Because as you know, every year from November to February, I have a cough. Yes. And then the spring and the fall, I have full on allergies. Yeah. So this is the way the, the clinic works for me. Okay. This is everyone's experience going to a doctor. How, wait, how many doctors have you seen about your, your allergies? Uh, 30. <laughs> like it's, I feel like you've always seen like five doctors. And you know, the, the truth is that, uh, to every to a man with a to a man with a hammer, yeah, everything's a nail. Yeah. So when I go to uh, pulmonologists, they give me asthma medication. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. go to nose guys, and then the other guys say throw that shit away. So I have drawers and drawers and drawers. I go to one doctor get medication. Next doctor throw them away. He gives me <laughs> other medication. Next doctor throw them away. So the first thing I did, well, first of all, you got to. I want to disgust people with this. I'm going to. Totally gross them out. Not with medical stuff. Okay. But just the with- departure from the last few weeks then. This is, this is bothersome. When, when you arrive at a doctor or a hospital, tell me if this is your experience. I get out of the limo. There's a woman on the sidewalk no. who says, hello, Mr. Gillette. As I get out of the limo, I say, no, no, no. Please call me Penn. She says, I'm Danielle. Let's go in. We walk in. There's check-in desks. There's all sorts of other stuff. We walk by it. Oh, God. And the people behind the desk just go, uh, hey, Ben, that is my check-in. The entire, I just described the entire check-in. You know, in the movie, that's the opening scene of the bad guy. Mm -hmm. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. That that guy, that's the guy that you're like, oh, he's going to fuck everyone over. Yeah, well, I, I intend to. <laughs> and then, you know how you kind of look for the, where am I supposed to go? What do yeah, I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just says, come right this way, Ben. 
And she says as we're walking, need a uh, water, a cup of coffee? Should I run down to the commissary, get you something? No, thanks. I'm fine. Not only that, if someone did that for me, I would say, gosh, I hope my insurance covers this escort from mm-hmm. the sidewalk to mm-hmm. her, to the water. Because I believe I'm being charged at least 2500 for what's happening right now. I'm sure I was. <laughs> so I get down to a room. Yeah. You know those crowded, horrible waiting rooms where you have to wait with people who are sick? There's no one else there. <laughs> I sit there. I open my iPad, do a little stuff. Two women come out and go, hi, Pen. I'm, uh, you know, I'm Melissa. I'm, yeah. we'll, be, we'll be taking care of you today. I said, oh, thank you. They go, let's just let us set up the room. You stay comfortable out there. I said, okay, good. There's no one ahead of me in line. And more importantly, there's no one behind me in line. <laughs> I'm just there. And they say, we're going to check you for allergies. And I go, she, they go, um, mostly Vegas? You want mostly Vegas? I said, I want everything. They said, we don't really need like Mississippi. I said, I want Mississippi. They said, we don't need Great Britain. I said, oh, we need Great Britain. You are going to Great Britain. Yeah. But I said, I want... Every allergen on the planet put on my back. Oh. She says, have you had any, I said, have you had any of these drugs? And I say, uh, I couldn't sleep last night because I had to get up at 5 a.m. So I took an Ativan and it's not on the list. And she said, oh, sometimes screws it up. I went, oh, come on. I mean, she said, we can check it. So she sticks a needle in my neck and it pops right up with an allergy. And she says, good, good. There's nothing protecting your body. We can check for all the allergens. That means there's no decongestants, no nothing. Got it. I said, okay. So, you know, I take my sweatshirt off, my shirt. There's a place to hang it. Let's just put this over here. And I lean my back forward, and she makes 60 or 70. Wait, you've, you skipped the part where you sit on the crinkly paper? Oh, you, uh, no, there's none of that. There's no crinkly paper thing that... It's a comfortable kind of couch. And an odd height you can't quite hop up on. Very comfortable. Crinkly paper. Very comfortable little bed, little bed, bedette with nice stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she takes a pen and goes, and makes like 80 dots across my back. Yikes. And then she takes a pen and separate pens, I guess 60 pins that have junk on them, you know, allergies. allergy junks. And she sticks one in each one of the things. And then she reads off. And I said, How, how's it doing back there? She says, is it itching? I said, nope. She said, Noth- nothing is popping up. I said, what? She said, you're not allergic to anything. I mean, you got to talk to the doc. It's not really my job, but you're not allergic to anything. What? She said, we got a tiny little dot on dust mites, which means if you moved into a room full of dust mites and made friends with them, you might get a little sneeze out of it. I said, I said, there's no allergy. She says, no, we don't get a panel like this. This is amazing. You're not allergic to anything. So we have like, you know, German kerfuffle trees. You're not allergic to those. Wait, but you get seasonal. Yes, I do. And that's part of our story. I said, I get seasonal. Uh, uh, she says, you don't have any allergies. I mean, you have to talk to the doctor. Maybe he sees something. So I go into this doctor who is, um, English is not a first language, but he's perfectly spoken. You know that kind of cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just get a little touch of an accent. Mm-hmm. He goes, uh, well, uh, Penn, you're in here to uh, see for allergies. And then I'm going to paraphrase because what he said was less interesting. He goes, <laughs> listen, you stupid motherfucker. You do not have any allergies. You're as, al- as allergic to the world as a block of cement. <laughs> Nothing. So don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. I go, I have all the, he goes, you're not allergic to anything. I go, I get this, no, he goes, you're not allergic to anything. Everything's in this panel. You're not allergic to anything. He says, tell me more about it. So I tell him more about my trials and tribulations. He goes, ah, you got to talk to an ENT. He said, I am talking to an ENT. That's my next appointment. He says, yeah, all your hope's there because you don't have allergies. What? And I said, oh, oh, okay. I never thought I had allergies. He goes, yeah, that's because you don't. And we I, like lost a day of fool us because you lost your voice out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. From allergies. From allergies. Yeah. So uh, he says, you know, don't let the door hit your ass in the way. And he says a few other things. He says, here's some, you know, nasal spray when you get a little congested. But he said, you're not allergic to anything. 
Now, you can be annoyed by things you're not allergic to. Carrot top. Uh, <laughs> no, but there can be irritants. Yes. Irritants uh, that, that you're not allergic to. So I leave that guy, and I go, that's weird. And she goes, oh, so you're not allergic to anything. I go, I think that's bad news. I think it's really bad news. You won't be able to fix me. So then I go back to the hotel, and I talk to a woman from Chicago who doesn't know who Tony Fitzpatrick is for two hours. So I'm sure I'm talking to a Russian spy. I then get back another limo, and they drive me to another place, and I'm going to see the ENT. And there is Danielle, Danny, waiting on the sidewalk. She's in a different building now, waiting on the sidewalk. Well, let's get you in. First, she takes me into the commissary of the Mayo Clinic. Now, these are people that know health, right? Yeah. So in the commissary, they have biscuits and sausage gravy with bacon. (laughs) But I find some cream of wheat. Nice. Which I like. And uh, I have a cream of wheat and a nice little oat latte and a back... Back into the room. They take me right through everything. Boom, boom, boom. Now I'm going to go to the ENT. And I walk in there. There's a wonderful, wonderful nurse. I just love her. And she says, okay, how did you end up like this? So I start telling her my story. And I'm like five minutes in. Yeah. And she says, ah, you don't want to do this twice. Let's get the doctor in. And then comes the doctor who, I don't want to make too much of this old guy stuff. He's probably 35. Okay. Maybe knocking on 40. It's not like Doogie Hauser. Yeah, yeah. He's got a mask. It's hard to tell. He stands, hey, how you doing, Penn? Very, very relaxed, mellow guy. Really relaxed. Then he brings in two women, masks, and says, these are two of my colleagues that are starting out the Mayo Clinic. You might if they sit in with us. Now, I look at them and go, they are not old enough to fuck legally, and they are Doogie Hauser in here at the Mayo Clinic. This is amazing. And I said, um, I'm go, I'll tell you my story. And then he says, See, this, is, this is what money will do. He says, yeah, tell us everything that brings you here. <laughs> I said, I'm going to start with me in high school, and I'm wicked old. He said, yeah, we're going to hear everything. That is what money gets you. <laughs> and uh, the other two are there. And as I get into some of the stuff, like I said, I'm drinking chloroseptic and bleeding from my vocal cords. I'm looking over at the uh, younger doctors and going, you're not allowed to go, ew, you're a real doctor now. <laughs> and I talk about street performing, carnival stuff, fire eating. When I first started coughing blood constantly and when I was drinking chloroseptic, I talk about being homeless. I talk about how loud I was. Talk about the first doctor I went to who told me for the first time, your voice is fucked. I talked about my voice changing dramatically over 20 years. I talked about smoking cigarettes when I did fire eating. I talked about my cholesterol in my ear. I talked about, just went on and on and on. And I did it with a lot of jokes. And I also talked like I was talking to you. So the motherfucker takes and puts it, you know that little cunt thing that's in your throat? He's looking at that. No one's reacting. And three doctors and the nurse that are in the room with me. Yeah. Not one of them says a word. What? I do 25 minutes. <laughs> I really on the clock I do 25 minutes and it's mostly stand up. I'm doing I'm doing stickla like crazy. And at the end I kind of bow my head a little and everybody goes <laughs> They go that was great. You covered everything and in such an entertaining way. <laughs> and then I wait for, uh, but I don't know what we're going to do. Right. And the guy says something no doctor would ever say in the history of the world. Yeah. He goes, well, I'm uh, pretty sure I understand what every one of your symptoms is coming from. And um, I think we can just fix it. What? I said, well, this has been 48 years. He goes, yeah, 48 years are pretty much the same problem. I, I go, What? He goes, well, let's get in there and fix it. I said, you know, the allergy guy, I did a whole thing on the allergy guy. Yeah. said, he kicked me out. Oh, the allergy guy also said something that really, really made me laugh, which I ratted him out. I, he said, you need, you need the uh, ENT guy, the ear, nose, and throat guy. He said, but tell you the truth, with the problems you're having, you might want to go to the Cleveland Clinic. Oh. Which I say to the ENT guy, 
and he says, uh, yeah, might want to go to the Cleveland Clinic. Yeah, I, I caught there. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, you know, brings out enough of his dick to win. Yes. That's, that's, that's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he finishes this, and he, I said, but what am I allergic to? He said, you aren't allergic to anything, and nothing in your story makes it sound like you're allergic to things. I went, huh? He says, listen. You're not allergic to dust. If I blow dust in your face, you're going to cough because you have, uh, it's an irritant. But he said, and there's a lot of pollen in the air and stuff in Vegas, and you're reacting to that. But let's tell you why. He says, first, let's look in this ear. And what killed me was he goes into the ear, where the bad one, where it's all scabby. And, and the, the doctor that I made the joke about went, ew, which made me really laugh, <laughs> really, really laugh. And he says, now this is the portion of Penn Sunday School where we get medical. We get medical. If we were a different podcast, we have a jingle for this, but yeah. here medical. we go. Medical. <laughs> med, 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 it's medical. 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 Now I get this. They put a hose down my, my nose, right? He lets me watch. He lets me watch my ears, my nose, and he goes right down and I see my vocal cords, right? The vocal cords are just lips, you know, like pussy lips right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can still talk with it. Everyone says vocal cords are the pussy lips of the throat. Yeah. And uh, I look down there and I'm going, pretty sexy, aren't they, Doc? You want to fuck them, don't you? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, kind of. <laughs> and, uh, and he's looking down my throat and he says, oh, yeah, just what I expected to see. Every doctor saw this. He said, the doctor you saw in LA a while ago with too many H's in his name, because he's using all the words I use, right? The guy who fucked you with too many H's in his name, he does stuff like that. He said, he's a really good doc, and I've worked with him, but he said he doesn't ever listen to people. He's all pure science. So he looked down here, and I see what he saw. And he said, every doctor you've quoted is what they saw in your throat is exactly there, which is the ends of the lips are like scalloped potatoes. They're beat to shit, and it's all like leather, right? And he says, so, go, ee, I do that. He goes, ooh. And all the doctors go, oh, yeah. Because when you stop talking, Matt Donnelly. Yes. When you stop talking, I say yes. Yes. Now, right after that, your little pussy throat. Yeah. Your vocal cords came right together and they closed up. Mine don't. They leave big gaps. My little vocal cords are crack horse. Okay. Okay, they're not together. And what no one had said to me in... 45 years or 50 years of this problem, what nobody had said to me, every doctor from 1975 on had said, your vocal cords don't go together. And that's why you have a slight amount of wheezing, right? They never told me what that meant. When the vocal cords don't go together, vocal cords don't only make you talk. Take this. They also protect the lungs from stuff coming down there. So they close up like the little policeman in the back of your throat that decides whether it's food or air. Mm -hmm. They close up and protect your lungs. Epiglottis. Yeah, epiglottis. Little I like policeman. Yeah, the epiglottis. I meant to say little policeman. <laughs> <laughs> so there are these other muscles right next to the pure white ones. Actually, mine are a little yellow. That's the disgusting part. But the pure white ones that are called, there's some name like false labia or something. You know. Okay. Now they, these little policemen, they say, oh man, fucking larynx isn't closed. We got trouble here. So they get ready when any irritant hits them to cough. Then when I cough. So you have a hyperprotective reaction. Hypervigilant. Hypervigilant because my, my thing's wide open, right? And he says to me, every other doctor knows, by the way, this will work 100% if they do an operation on your vocal cords and you take two months or maybe three months of vocal rest without saying a word, that those vocal cords will heal and come together. And you won't, won't sound at all like pen, not at all, and your voice will be fixed and no one will recognize your voice. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. He said, that's what they're all thinking because that's the way you do it. And I said, as, as we're talking about this, I want to explain one thing to you, doctor, where the stakes are. I'm doing Jimmy Fallon in three weeks. <laughs> and I need uh, things to say during the, uh, during the uh, couch part. Yeah. I said, and if you fuck me up, I'm going to talk about just what an asshole you are. <laughs> and he said, okay, I'll keep that in mind. He said, uh, so other docs who, who don't listen to your whole story, they say, we've got to fix his voice. He said, it has not crossed my mind in anything you've said to fix your voice. As far as I'm concerned, your voice makes money that got you in here. We want to keep the exact same voice, stop the coughing, stop the nasal stuff. I said, yes, that's what we want. He said, yeah, and there's several ways to do that. What we have to do is make those muscles on either side hypervigilant. I mean, not hypervigilant. Yeah. We have to make them calm down a little bit, and then you won't cough, and there won't be a circular system, and uh, you'll just have your voice, and your voice will be strong, and you'll be good. I said, what's this procedure? He said, we're going to do it now. He said, I said, what, what, do you just do it once? He said, no, I'm going to do it about four times every two weeks. You spend any time talking like a high-pitched freak psycho killer in a movie? <laughs> well, <laughs> I said, uh, when are you going to do that? He goes, right now. And I go, oh, I, I don't want to come to Arizona every two weeks. He goes, ah, this is an easy procedure. Your doc hasn't probably done it, but I can teach it to him. I go, what? And then what seems to be in a ticket to malpractice. <laughs> I couldn't believe how, how groovy these people were, all of them. All of the docs were great. I'm also making it one character, but the other two docs were chiming in. Yeah, yeah. And um, he says, uh, give me your cell phone. When's the doctor said that? <laughs> I hand him my cell phone. He tosses it to one of the two uh, 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 other doctors. Yeah. And she uh, you know, hits it to do camera. And he says, let's just make a video for him. And then he does a video that he, there's no template for doing a video like this. <laughs> he just goes, he's got two little jars. And he goes, uh, hey, man, uh, we got one jar of this. Holds up the camera. One jar of this. We're going to pour them into this needle. You know, equal amounts about, right? Fill it up. This is the needle with the two little things you hold on it, okay? Now, we're going to feel up on Penn's neck. And there's this line you can feel here. And he's doing this all on my neck while the camera's rolling. That line right there. And then behind there, there's a lump. Then right under the lump, that's where you're going, okay? And he said, we don't have to, I'm going to clean it off with alcohol. That's all I'm doing. No anesthetic. He's been through a lot. He'll be fine with it. He goes into my neck and he goes, you'll be able to feel a little resistance. When you get there, just wiggle it around. Wiggle it around and kind of put the juice in. Wiggle it around, wiggle it around, Right? 
He goes, just like that. And he said, then you pull it out when about half is gone. Then you go on the other side, do the same thing. Now, the good thing is Penn will have felt this. He'll be able to say, no, no, you're not doing it right. And he goes, we go on the other side. I go, oh, okay. He goes to the other side. And shh, you can see everything's gone on the needle. That's all you're going to do. And uh, I'll have Penn uh, text that to you. And then you watch this. And if you're a little nervous, first time out, you can FaceTime me. I'll talk you through it, okay? Thanks a lot. I'm also going to send you my, uh, I'll send you my, all my information. She can be touching me anytime about this. And he goes, here, that's the video. Send it to your doc. I go, that's how you're teaching medicine now? He goes, that's ah, easy. It's just, it's just getting the place in the needle. That's all it is. <laughs> Isn't that asking for malpractice? Yes. And he says, um, oh, I just put that, I just put that in your throat. So. You're going to have a wicked, wicked sore throat. Your neck's going to really hurt. And he said, you won't be able to swallow for about an hour and a half. And your voice will be a little different. I went, oh, but this is this is it? This is solving? And he said, I'm not sure. He said, if it doesn't work, we'll go in next time with Botox, which I don't like to use because dosage is hard. He said, we got Botox. And if that doesn't work, I got another three things. But we can take care of this. Unreal. And I go, y you just can fix it. He goes, yeah, we can fix this. He goes, let's keep this voice and uh, and this makes you don't cough. And he says, um, I, I do have one piece of bad news that he said I want you to accept, and that is that uh, you need some different fucking material for Fallon because you certainly can't trash me. <laughs> <laughs> so I go out to the limo. Yeah. I open the door, sit down, and the limo driver says, we're going to the airport. Limo driver says, uh, there's some water right there. I pick up a bottle of water, open it up, pour it down. You know, that just, I can't swallow. So I pour it into my mouth and it falls out of my mouth. It's really, really funny, right? And my voice is also changed. So the limo driver, this is the argument I have. So um, we're going uh, we're going to the airport, right? Directly here. Oh, man. Most famous voice in the world right there. No, it's 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 actually not. It's actually not the most famous voice. This is not my voice. I knew when I saw Penn Jillette that I was picking up, I knew I was going to hear that voice. You're not hearing the voice. You're talking to me. Right, but I've had a procedure. My voice doesn't sound like this. It's about a third higher, and it's not, oh, I'd recognize that voice anywhere. But it would be the wrong voice. You'd be recognized. Okay, that's the whole ride to the airport. <laughs> so I talked to my guy here in Vegas, yeah, my throat guy, yeah, and I, I'm going to tell you what he said. He, he was not defensive at all. I mean, he was he was celebratory. I said, I, I, "Did you watch that video?" He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that procedure. I can do that procedure." And he said that whole diagnosis he had was my thinking, and I said a lot of it to you. I said you did, didn't you? You said a lot of it to me, but you didn't do the treatment. He said, well, here's the deal. I see one of these in my career. Yeah. He sees 500 a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows this stuff. Now that I have him behind me, I'll just fix this. Nice. I go, good. So I go on stage the next night. The next night I go on stage. Not like a week later. Yeah. The next night I go, my throat's really sore that night, but I'll tell you, it's the kind of sore you love. Yeah. Like you go like, wow, he fixed me. So the next night I go on stage, I'm doing egg bag, which uh, there's a teller's beside me and I'm talking through teller at the audience member and teller comes off stage and goes, that was amazing. I have not heard that power since 1995. He said, I used to be when I was on stage with you, there was just this wall of sound <laughs> of every frequency at huge volume coming at me. It always made me feel safe. <laughs> like, oh, there's this sound that is the Penn and Teller sound that's protecting me, that I'm being carried with. And he said, I haven't heard that since the 90s. And he said, last night it was amazing. I had a couple of friends in the audience who just went, what the hell was that? Yeah. Was that like Penn on Broadway? So I'm pretty optimistic. No, I, you, like I said, early, before the show, you made a joke, and it was like, literally, you hit a vocal tone that I have only heard in recordings, that I've yeah. not heard from you in person, that I was like, whoa. Yeah. I, was, I was authentically struck by it when we talked off air. That's crazy. So it's possible he solved a lot of it. 
I tell you, you know, and it's heartbreaking. Yes. Because this is the medical care everybody should get. Yeah. And I don't see a way they can do that. I guess what I'm saying is you're going to the fanciest restaurant on earth and saying, boy, wouldn't it be nice if people in Ethiopia ate like this? I mean, it's kind of a bullshit thing to say because there are people that need, you know, medical ships to try to fix goiters. And, um, yeah, yeah. and I'm getting this kind of treatment. I, yeah, but it's also, I mean, I was actually, I thought you were talking about it like a personal level. Like this clinic's been there for how long? And, you know, you've been going to all these other doctors for yeah. like a while. And, and I've seen you suffer. Yeah. And to know that you, there was something like this out there. But it's also a doctor, uh, and this is impossible. Yeah. But a doctor that does not look at his watch. Yeah. Who's no knocks on the door, no bings of the cell phone, sitting there looking in the eye and listening. That's, I, I, I like, yeah, I don't, I don't know that. No, you've never experienced it. No. And there were three full docs in the room and the whole thing was 45 minutes. And like, also, yeah, I mean like docs I mean, never want to listen to. Over two hours. You always feel like there's this barrier of like, especially when you're there with your kid or whatever, like don't talk, like yeah. doctors like, please don't diagnose yeah. i am a doctor yeah. but yeah that's nuts it was, it was they were wonderful wonderful people yeah and of course they're put in a situation I, you know you don't want to compliment somebody by insulting other people mm -hmm. the doctors that have a bunch of patients if you said to them wouldn't it be better if you listen to they go yeah like we, i'd really want to yeah but i've got to get through 35 patients today yes so i'm not going to listen yeah of course yeah that's all yeah, there's there's no bad guy. It's it's, it's the circumstances yeah. of how it works. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go to Rochester, Minnesota, and get an executive workup. Have you heard of these? No. Because you know my children, fuck them with their money. I'm going to spend it all on medical care. <laughs> uh, their whole inheritance is going to go to medical care. Okay. Um, but I think I'm going to go to Rochester. Uh, yes, Mr. Benny, and I'm. Uh, Minnesota, I'm going to get, you know, an executive workup, as you can guess. I, I don't know what it is. It's where you go to the Mayo Clinic and they check everything. Oh, yes. I do fantasize about You this. were thinking of executive release. Yes. Massage parlors. Yeah. I got to say, for the price they're charging in Minnesota, it should have executive release. <laughs> so executive, executive. And now we will check your sperm for cancer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Here's Inga to help us out. Yes. I, th I think I even just went to a doctor recently. I was like, is there anybody to get scanned from head to toe for like it all? And he was like, not really. But uh, there is, but I'm, but it wasn't on the table for me. Mm. Uh, how often are you going to have to get your throat jab? He said four times, two weeks apart, then maybe done. Oh. Uno en mas. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You still gonna, I'm still anticipating an occasional tune-up after that. Sure, you? maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe. But, you know, I, I was talking to LOD last night, and he said, uh, now, does this fix you forever? If you'd have gotten this in, like, 1980, would you be fine? I said, well, forever has changed, LOD. If this works for a decade, we've got forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just. Right. Yeah, if they told you when you were 30, that would be different than. Yeah. 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 So, you know, at 78. Yeah. Oh, uh, do, do you want the needles in your neck again? Uh, I don't know. Fuck it. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll be like Leatherneck. It'd be great. Yeah. Be all callous in there. Yeah. Uh, what did the what did your family build you for your birthday? Build me. Remember, <laughs> we still have to build it. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. They built me juggling clubs out of rubber chickens. Oh. Very nice. That's very sweet. Very, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. They were working on it. They were doing, uh, they were actually just ramming PVC up a chicken's ass. <laughs> the rubber came later. <laughs> Mox is very excited about Edinburgh. Yeah. Very excited. As, as am I, I'm going to go over and see it. Yeah. And uh, we are on March 28th. We're on Jimmy Fallon. That's exciting. And then uh, we have a show in Thousand Oaks this Friday, mm -hmm. March 17th, Thousand Oaks, which is kind of sort of LA. Yeah. And uh, someone wants to come by there. And I also did this thing on the way to the Mayo Clinic, stopped at Walmart, and uh, Glenn did some video, right? Yeah. And uh, the video was, hi, 
I'm Ben, and I'm outside uh, my local Walmart. And for the first time, I'm going to see my game, you lying sack in the wild. Then he shot me walking into the thing, and then I actually saw uh, you lying sack in the um, uh, in Walmart shelves. You, uh, your advertising worked. Well, yeah, no. The, no, I, I went and bought, I saw your post oh, oh, and I went and bought it. Did you? Have you yeah. played it yet? No, because I want to play with my kids. So I'm, I've been in LA this week. So I'm going to go home. I'm I think it's a pretty good game. So I think I'm, you'll like it. I'll, 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 I'll report back. next week with my, yeah, my I think my I findings. think you'll like it. But the wacky thing is they do, um, there's a lot of negotiation with Walmart, as you can imagine. I bet. Um, when I Popular wrote, place, they say. When I wrote my first book. I went into the uh, bookstore and said, oh, you know, I live in the neighborhood. Are you going to put my book in the front? In the, and they said, that all negotiated and paid for. I didn't know that. I thought they put books in the window that they thought were, no, people paid like for that. Like a guy in store. It was kind of like, oh, let me shake it up. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, AJ, not Amazing Jonathan, but AJ yeah. Ronald McDonald. The famous carnival. He was my friend. And, and maybe this is a hint to you. Every bookstore he went in, every time, he went and found my books, but on the front of every shelf, <laughs> which Box has started doing in honor of AJ. Um, so you negotiate with Walmart for the placement closest to the corner, eye level, all that stuff is negotiated with Walmart. Wow. It's all negotiated. So the fact that you just think, uh, you know, there's some stoner. Who's carrying the stuff out in boxes and going, dup, 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 dup. no, that's not the way it's done. Yeah. Which is still weird that you find you know, the scissors in the dress section. But <laughs> there is some stoner influence somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Or they wouldn't Recreational have. Recreational marijuana has gotten very popular with all walks of life. <laughs> but there's my game. You lying sack sitting right there on the shelf, eye level. Wow. Right around the corner, right where it should be. And it's uh, selling very well. Oh, I can't wait. Very well. So uh, there you go. And uh, random selling very well. I get stuff out. And I want to give this UK tour dates. O2 Apollo in Manchester on June 4th, June 5th, and June 8th. The Civic of the Halls, Wolverhampton, is Thursday, uh, June 1st. And then the 4th is the Apollo in Manchester. The 5th is the Apollo in Manchester. And the 8th is the Alexandra in Birmingham. All right. Birmingham. I guess, don't they say Birmingham? Maybe you have those days off because you're going there by horse. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Is that the, we're only doing four shows? No, that can't, that be, can't true. be true. You're that gone can't for weeks. Be true. Yeah, that can't be true. And then I go uh, to, uh, to, to for the big deal. Yeah. I go to Spain, and on Spain, I think it's the, uh, of June I get there the 21st. I think we rehearsed the 22nd, 23rd. And what's the Thursday there? 24th, I think. Uh, anyway, the weekend after, Monday is the 21st. And the weekend after, whether it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever those days are, we are playing in Valencia. Valencia, Spain. Right. Valencia, Spain. Hondro and Pen Gillette. That's nuts. Yeah. You're both doing nail gun? Uh, we might, yeah. That's so exciting. Do you know what trick you're doing on Fallon? And do you want to talk, say which one or no? Uh, we're negotiating with Fallon. We got to put a brand new trick in last night. You did? And the night before. Uh, that's really nice. Uh, we have power tools on stage and we make a magic prop for someone and then do the trick for them and then give them. This is such a, what other magician would do this, Matt Donnelly? Get someone up from the audience, right? Yeah. We say, we're going to make you a magic. First of all, we ask, no one's ever been asked this in a magic audience. We say, do we have someone in the audience that wants to have a tight, professional, six-minute routine they can do on stage? Not someone who's just interested in how magic is done, yeah. but someone that really wants to perform a trick. And we've been getting people who are about 19 or 20 raising their hands. Okay. And I say to them, you want to learn a trick for real, a magic trick that you can do. And they go, yes. And I said, you might have access to a stage. You can really do it. And they go, yes. You'll come up here on stage. And then we show them uh, 
we say, well, we're going to take this piece of wood. What kind of wood is this? And they go, I don't know. And I go, magic wood. They go, magic wood. And now we're going to bring it over to the, what's that? And they go, drill press. I yeah. go, they go, magic drill press. <laughs> we drill a hole in it and we cut it to a cube. So now they have a cube with a hole in it. We go, this is full of magic. Now we're going to take a piece of rope and we do this trick with them. And then they do the trick, which is to say they put their hands on it and they accomplish it. And everybody in the world thinks, oh, it's another one of those where the person's on stage performing it, but they have no idea how it's done. Then Teller reaches into his pocket and pulls out a pretty fat envelope. And I say, every nuance of everything Teller did is explained in there. If you study this and practice it for a few hours, you can do this anywhere in the world. It is a real magic routine for you with jokes and everything. But don't open it till you leave the theater, okay? Wow. And we give it to them and they go back with the block and stuff. So someday if we keep doing this, there'll be someone at the magic castle. <laughs> doing the block routine. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's going to be ultimate. I have all your dates, by the way. Well, lay them out. I went to penandteller.com. What an idea. Uh, you're playing Civic Hall in, in Wolverhampton on the 1st. Apollo Manchester, 4th, 5th. Alexandria Theater, 8th. And this is, of course, all June, sorry. June 13th, you're at Eventum Apollo London, 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th, all there at the uh, Eventum Apollo. Oh, I know what that was. What I was reading was a place that still had tickets available, I bet. Ah. I know a lot of it's kind of sold out. Because they're presenting it as uh, Penn and Teller almost dead tour. Yes. Uh, It's called the first final UK tour. Yes. Uh, It might be the last final UK tour. We don't know. And then Hondro, we decided we're not going to Madrid. We're just doing Valencia. And um, three shows. It's like a 400-seat theater. And I know know that people uh, like that I know in Italy and France are flying in for it. That's so great. Because it's called uh, Uno and Namas. Uno and Namas. Yeah. One and no more. We're done. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we got some great jokes for it. Hondra and I are very excited. But we have one thing that might make the show worse. And I'll tell you what it is. There's somebody else playing in Spain the same week that we're there. Oh, no. Yeah. Bob Dylan. <laughs> and... Bob Dylan is a show that we can go to on our rehearsal day. (laughs) So I'm saying to Hondro, how much do we need to rehearse? And Hondro's going, well, we got to put together a whole show in two days. Seems like we might need those days. And I go, Bob Dylan in Spain. He goes, yeah, we could get a train. And I guess we could get a lot of the, we'll do the work in the morning. And then... You know how that works. You've done that, haven't you? Oh, yeah. We'll do the rehearsal in the morning, and we'll have the evening to... How much rehearsal did you get done in the morning? Uh, you end up saying, we'll do this sound check. <laughs> we can't do this anyway unless we know the unless we know the space. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we, do it at sound check. Yeah, we'll do it at sound check, and it'll, it'll, be, uh, it'll be much better. Yeah. So how did Daylight Savings Time fuck you this time? Uh, bad this time, because I, I I'm playing uh, the Magic Castle. I'm in the late show. So I'm doing a 12.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. performance. So I, I actually watched my clock jump on my phone. Oh, that's not nice. And that's and you drove back last night? No, I flew morning. in this morning. I'm going to fly back, do the shows, then drive all my stuff back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Daylight Savings was a... Was, uh, most of the time I just go to bed. I don't, I don't care too much, but this, it hurt today. Hmm. I'm going to write a letter. <laughs> Mail it to your local DJ? Yeah, yeah. So how was uh, how was uh, the light savings for you, Ready Rich? Are you sleeping at all anyway? I wasn't expecting. I didn't know it was coming. Ah. So I too watched the clock roll over and then panicked. <laughs> <laughs> Two o'clock this morning. So my son and I were having a very heavy discussion last night, very heavy oh. about uh, about life and everything else. And we finished our discussion. Or and he said, "I got one more question to ask you." I said, "What's that, son?" He said. Um, what the fuck is up with daylight savings time? <laughs> and I said, well, it, it, you uh, spring forward and fall back. And he went, huh, uh, what happens at midnight? It, it, when it's midnight, what does it become? I said, midnight. I said, okay. When it's one, 
what does it become? I said, one. He said, when it's two, what does it become? I said, three. He said, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I was expected to go through the whole night and you just do, this is a gag we're doing. We're just doing a gag. He said, no, at two, it becomes three. He goes, why? How can it become? I, I said, yeah, I've been, I've been ramping against this forever. Yes. I'll say one more time. I don't agree with time zones either. Uh, DMT. Yeah. And you just say, here in Vegas, supper time is 3 a.m. Yeah. I would be oh three hundred. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just do Greenwich Mean Time for everything, and you know where you are. I feel like we'd adjust to that no problem. No, no problem at all. Yeah. You just say, you know, we do pens, we do pens Sunday school at uh, whatever, whatever it would be. It would be like we do at oh uh, four hundred. Yeah. We do pens Sunday school. And if schools still want daily savings, they say we're shifting our hours for the next <laughs> six months. Mm-hmm. School starts at oh oh nine hundred instead of oh eight hundred. Yeah. I think that's really good. Uh, you got any dates coming up? Mostly podcast events coming up in April. And then um, I'm not touring again till like late May, July. I'm still settling some dates down like that. And don't, then, don't give them too much. Don't burn them out. <laughs> Make people clamor. You know, Taylor Swift. She doesn't go out all the time. No. Look at, yeah, I should take that approach for yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. The most fun things go. Cha cha cha. Daylight savings. I didn't realize what time it was. You become naked. I feel like dancing. <laughs> yes, it was. It really was. Sunday school. You know, we love you. Hey, Matt Donald, you got anyone to thank? Yeah, I want to thank the people who support us over at patreon.com slash pen. Check out all those rewards today. I want to thank Adam Luce. Is happy to hear that Teller is on the mend. Timo Tihoff, Mark Pickenheim, Scott Kelly, Kelly M, Adam Burzens, Matthew Applehands, Fractured Adventures, Carlos Alvarez, Nicholas Emerson, Michael Cornwall, Ross Devereaux, Rue Dudley, Ryan Matthews, Jeff Bacher, Impossibilities Magic Show in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, Michael Torbay, Ilan Lee, Jacob McCulley, and also a quick shout out to everyone who's coming up to me after shows and saying, Chris Angel has a question. <laughs> It is one of my favorite things. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you. I'd like to thank Rochester. Yes, Mr. Benny? Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.